So on this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Coach Tony Ronaldo. He is the associate head coach and offensive coordinator for Boys Latin football team. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Hey, this is cool. We talk, I know I talk way too much uh, before the show, um, but I'd like to get warmed up and see what's going on. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate talking to you. I learned so much about you, and uh, you went to high school in Carroll County? That's correct. I did. Yeah, I grew up, uh, grew up out there, and um, you know, definitely really unique sport landscape, um, especially with football. You know, community means a lot out there. And, um, you know, for me to grow up, you know, playing football, you know, in a specific community, was really, really neat because from a young age, you build this affinity, um, you know, growing up in the rec program and you, you go to the high school games on Friday nights and you're like, I want that to be me, you know, when I'm older. That's cool. So what position did you play, coach? Um, I played a little bit of everything. You know, I was a little bit of everything, you know, three units, um, special teams, offense, defense. Um, most of my playing time actually came on the defensive side of the ball, um, even though I'm an offensive guy now. Uh, which is pretty unique how that happens. But um, I didn't have like a notable, you know, extremely special big career or anything like that. I didn't play collegiately. Um, it wasn't until after I had the game out of my life is when I realized I'm in love with this thing and I can't be without it. And I started coaching when I got to college. But you did go to college and you stayed in the area for college. Can you share with us where you went to college, coach? Absolutely. I went to Towson University. Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. Um, yeah, Towson just made a lot of sense. Um, I'm super family oriented. I wanted to stay close to home. Really, really strong education program. And, you know, I kind of always had this calling to you know, be a leader in the classroom. I knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, teaching is coaching and coaching is teaching. So it made a lot of sense to me. We talked about that before the show. Absolutely. I, I use the term coach as a term of endearment. I think that's a, a compliment to call someone coach because it is so much like teaching. So that's very cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. All right. So, but you know, you're in college, you're, you're getting, you're working on your degree, but the football called you back. No question. How, how'd that happen? And what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just as uh, anyone that's ever been in love with something, I think, I think it's really important to kind of make the distinction between loving something and being in love with something. When you're in love with something, you cannot be without it. And here I kind of was after one year of college, and um, I needed a little bit of direction, truthfully. And I thought about, to the most organized time in my life, the most disciplined time in my life, the most fun time in my life. And the common factor there was football. And, you know, as I'm studying education and knowing that, hey, I'm going to be a teacher, I want to be a coach, let me try and get some, you know, pre-professional experience here. So as a sophomore in college at Towson, I started sending out emails to athletic directors and head coaches kind of in the Towson, Baltimore metro area. That's a hotbed. There's, a, there's plenty of places in the area to, to uh, draw on. There's, let's see, Loyola, Boys Latin, where you are now, Calvert Hall, Concordia Prep. There's the public schools, Towson, Lock Raven, Delaney. Where'd you end up going first, Coach? 
<laughs> so, I, I mean, the, the whole entire concept of a private school was kind of foreign to me. Um, I had kind of this, you know, predisposition, um, you know, that private schools were a certain way. Me being, you know, a public school guy from a, a working class family, I didn't really see myself as someone that would align with, you know, the stereotype of a private school campus. And that was incredibly ignorant of me. So I first started firing off emails, you know, to, you know, just the surrounding area of Towson, you know, public schools. And the feedback that I had received was that because I wasn't 21 years of age, you know, at the time, you know, public schools, there's certain legalities, I really couldn't have a significant role. Um, so I said, now what, right? And I just didn't want to sit around for two years at the time. Like I said, I was 19. So I said, let me try this private school thing. And uh, took a chance, shot in the dark, sent out, you know, emails to probably six or seven different schools in the area. Um, one coach um, took a chance on me. That was Donald Davis at Calvert Hall. He was the head coach then. And uh, really glad he did. Thanks, nice. Coach. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate you. Donald Davis, if you're listening, uh, Coach Ronaldo is giving you a little shout-out and showing some appreciation. So a couple of high schools later, and you found yourself going off to college. I did, yeah. So I was able to get some experience uh, within the industry here at Calvert Hall for three years, which was an incredible experience. I have nothing but love and appreciation for Calvert Hall, all the alum, and uh, my fellow coaches that were there at the time. I learned so much, you know, not not by doing everything right either, but I was able to learn a ton. And that kind of propelled me into my next position. My second stop was at Concordia Prep, um, where I linked up with Coach Josh Ward. Um, you know, Josh fought really hard for, for me to get in the building as a teacher, which is super, super important as a coach. You know, to be able to teach and coach in the same building is huge. Uh, so I was the offensive coordinator there uh, for two seasons. On your experience, are, are coaches usually also teachers? I mean, so far we mentioned private schools. I can't imagine all the coaches are always teachers. I, I think you've expressed that that can be very helpful in, in student-athlete development. In your experience, is that the case usually? It's usually not the case, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the head coach typically in the building and maybe one, maybe two other guys, uh, you know, on, on your coaching staff will also have a role on campus. Otherwise, they're going to be considered, you know, quote, you know, part-time guys, um, you know, people that just have full-time jobs off campus. Right. So Concordia Prep, spend some time there. And then I think you told me you went off to New Hampshire. Absolutely. Went north. I was looking to go south. I wanted to go someplace a little bit warmer, um, but I had an outstanding opportunity to go coach at St. Anselm College, which is a Division II scholarship level program in Manchester, New Hampshire. So D2 versus D and D3 too. So we got D1, 2, and 3. So you got to refresh my memory here. So that has to, a lot to do with a number of scholarship athletes. At, Correct. Yeah. At the Division three level, uh, there technically isn't athletic scholarship money you know there's merit awards and there's other aid that becomes available for student athletes um, but the division one and the division two level there can be athletic money allotted to participants got it so d2 does have athletic money yes sir but it probably doesn't have the rat race associated with the d1 stuff and the, the big time show right yeah and it's broken up you know by you know fbs level fcs level and then at the Division II level, it has a lot to do – the amount of scholarships that you have available has a lot to do with, like, equivalencies uh, with other sports, with student population, things like that. A lot of rules there. A lot of rules, yeah. This, this is in New Hampshire, and it's St. Anselm's College. That's what, correct. What, do, do you remember their mascot? We were the Hawks. The Hawks. Good Hawks, name, baby. good name. 
spend some time there and you I guess you missed Maryland and you decided to come home. Yeah, absolutely. Super family oriented guy. Um, and you know, I, I fought, you know, tooth and nail to get into the, you know, the college level. Right. And then I kind of got a glimpse and, um, you know, I just had a, is this really for me? Is this really worth it? And, you know, for those of you out there listening, you know, that have coached at the collegiate level, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? And for me in my twenties, I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, wager the rest of my twenties to hopefully climb the ladder when at the end of the day, my job doesn't depend on how well I do my job, right? My job is in the hands of my coordinator and my head coach. And if they have a bad day or if one of their friends calls them and offers them a great job, they're not going to think twice and rightfully so. And that's just the nature of the business. It's an incredibly unforgiving level of football. And I really miss being in the classroom, you know, encouraging young men, making an impact on young men. And that also was a huge factor as to the reason why I left college football. So how'd you end up at BL? So you have uh, you had this experience at Calvert Hall, and did you did you make friends with people at BL? Or I imagine you interviewed, quote unquote, with the head coach there. How'd that work out? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anyone on that campus, uh, truthfully. So much like when I was a young, eager, you know, nineteen-year-old trying to break into the industry. And I didn't really know anybody. It was back to me kind of firing off emails. Only this time, I kind of knew how the process worked. Uh, my football IQ was increased about tenfold. I was a little bit more confident in myself and marketing myself and my abilities in my profession. Um, Boys Latin just, you know, was private school in the area, great reputation. And I said, hey, you know, let me just, you know, send an email, see what's going on over there. And I met with the head coach, Richie Shell, who is a dear, dear person in my life. Incredible mentor, incredible leader. We're up to speed. Like I said at the beginning of the show, associate head coach, offensive coordinator, BL. You've been there a couple years now. You probably, I think you told me you started just before the pandemic hit. Correct. So hopefully this year will be, quote, unquote, a normal nor- normal year from uh, from a timing and scheduling standpoint. You're probably getting ready to, uh, to start practice, if, or not practices, but workouts and meetings or whatever. Whatever you're allowed to do at this time of year. I never quite know what to say because – I think the official stuff can't start until certain days, and I still haven't figured that out yet. But I'm glad <laughs> you and Coach Shell and all those other guys know all those rules because I don't know what they are. I'm a parent. I'm just the guy that doesn't know what he doesn't know. But you're getting ready for some, some stuff at BL. This podcast is designed to help students, middle school, high school students, and or their parents kind of navigate. And I like to ask questions about you know high school athletics and what to do. Most of your kids that end up at BL, you have a middle school there. So I'm guessing a lot of your kids will come up kind of through the middle school and, and graduate into the high school and the junior varsity and varsity level programs at football. Uh, do you have summer camps or do you recruit or how do kids find out about BL? I mean, the Internet is it's a dumb question. Everybody can follow everything on the Internet. But still, there's questions. How could do they? Do you have summer camps? Do you do you run programs for middle school kids? T- tell me a little bit about developing the young student athlete at BL. Absolutely. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, we do have younger divisions on our campus. So there's an upper school, a middle school and a lower school, um, you know, which is incredible for us in terms of keeping really, really good students and really, really good human beings on our campus. That being said, there's so many MIAA schools in such a condensed space. We're all competing like crazy and we're all competitors, right? We're all, we all have that drive. We all want to win and we all want to do it the right way. So the recruiting landscape is insanely cutthroat around here. So, you know, I'll go out to a rec football practice, you know, in the middle of my season, right? Because their season is parallel with my season. So, you know, I'll get done, practice, film, whatever, meeting with my staff. And then, you know, 630, I'm eating dinner in my truck, 
you know, on my way to a rec field and I'm standing out there for two hours, handing out business cards, shaking hands, you know, trying to foster authentic recruiting relationships and, you know, really attracting, you know, seventh, mostly eighth graders as well. And just kind of letting them know what we have to offer. And then usually that leads to them coming onto our campus for a tour or a visit. There's shadow days, which is where we'll have, you know, eighth graders come to our campus and they can kind of sit in with a ninth grader and just kind of see what a day in the life is like. They get on campus, we love them up, they fall in love with our unmatched facilities, they fall in love with the pride and tradition, and then come you know February, they'll have an admissions contract go out, hopefully, <laughs> and then you know as those contracts come back in, we get to really celebrate you know a new Laker in our family. So we're recording this early April. This podcast is going to come out in, in, in April. Um, so hopefully a bunch of that just happened. So hopefully you're, oh, yeah, you're flush yeah. with, with kids. I've been on the campus of Boys Latin many times for soccer, for lacrosse, for football. It is it is a nice campus. So you guys got a great spot. Um, driving up and down Lake Avenue is a little tricky when you guys are <laughs> in, letting in and out of school. But you know what? I just avoid that. <laughs> but, yeah, go. great place. Yeah, and I think uh, Coach uh, Coach Aaron from soccer was on here before, and he mentioned the, uh, you guys have a boarding school now. That's kind of crazy. We do, and that's really exciting for us. Um, you know, we're constantly – giving our students and the families in our community our absolute best. And adding that is a huge, huge part of our community. So the dorm, it's beautiful, right? It's gonna give us a huge opportunity to bring in even more incredible people into our, into our school. And, that, and that's what we wanna do. So we're very, very excited to use that, you know, not just as a recruiting tool, you know, for athletics specifically, but just as an overall vehicle of success into growing our school, growing our family. So I got to tell you, you're in a really unique position, having the college experience and being involved in recruiting on the college level, but also uh, in the high school level and currently in high school. So those kids at BL must come to you and say, Coach, how do how do I how do I play the next level? I, I you know I think I think I want to I want to be a D1 football player. I know I'm five six, a buck forty, and I run a six zero. Um, <laughs> I, I can work on this. I'm ready for D1, right, Coach? Right? Coach? How, how do you advise that kid? When I mean, you're the guy to ask. Great question. And it starts with authenticity and trust, and you know all of the all of the characteristics and traits you would have with someone in your family, because that's how we treat our players. So the trust is really, really important because there's two sides to it. So from a recruiting standpoint, we are truthful to our kids when we bring them in. We don't guarantee them this or that. What we guarantee them is that we're going to coach them hard. We're going to coach them hard. And, you know, if they check certain boxes to play at the next level, we'll make that happen, you know, through my network, through networks of other coaches on our staff. We'll put our resources together and we'll make that happen. But that doesn't happen unless that student is taking care of his schoolwork. That's huge. And we're always honest with parents about that, too. A lot of parents will come to me and say, hey, coach, what do you think about this camp or that camp? And I'm always like, that camp's not real. That camp's going to take your money. That camp is not going to have a single impact on, you know, your son's ability to get recruited at the collegiate level. Trust me. And then on the flip side of that, there are really, really legit camps and, you know, prospect opportunities out there. And when we have those come in, we immediately get those out to our families and to our kids and say, hey, this would be a great fit for you. Check this out. And then on the other side, like I said, there's two sides to it on the back end. You know, we'll have college coaches, uh, whether it be from, you know, my network or from the network of other coaches on our staff, come into our building, which is awesome. Um, they get to see our campus, right? They get to see our facilities and see, you know, how incredible it is at Boys Latin. And then also they get the transcripts in the hand. So that way there's, 
you know, no misunderstandings right off the rip. They know exactly what type of student athlete they're going to get. So uh, we're coming to a close here, coach. And, and again, I appreciate your time. If uh, this is your opportunity, if there is a middle schooler uh, or a high schooler, uh, maybe too late for the high school, or maybe not. I don't know if there's a transfer portal for, for MIA schools. That, that could be something new. We're working on it. If you're, uh, <laughs> if you're interested in all that Boys Latin can offer you, inquire within. I'll, uh, I'll mention how to contact right. me later. So. But, but if you're speaking to that kid, what's, yeah. you know, the kid coming in, if there was one thing he or he should be preparing or his parents can do, one, you know, to, to better prepare, to better be ready to, to make sure they wake up, what should that kid be doing? Be doing it in hopes to come into Boys Latin or just in general at the next level? Both, but I would imagine they're probably similar. But, Absolutely, But yeah. in general, the next level or BL specifically, what should that kid be doing right now? Should, is it grades? Is it weights? Compete. In one word, it's compete. You know, the, you have these kids that say, hey, coach, you know, I'm a dog. I do this, I do that. Okay, you're a dog. Why do you have Cs? Right? Because if you were a true dog, you would compete in everything. Because how you do everything is how you do anything, right? So it's like, look, if, if you're not taking your school serious, then, then how can I trust you when the game's on the line on a Friday night? So I need you to compete in everything you do. School, nutrition, being a good brother, son, whatever it is, right? Show me that you can compete in everything, and I'll compete for you. It's like you're saying, this is the job that's in front of you. Do the best you can at that job right here, right now. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly right. So, Coach, how could, how could people reach out to you? Is there an email? Is there a website? Are you on social media? How could, if they want to reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, you can reach me on Twitter. I can be reached at Coach Renato. That's C-O-A-C-H-R-I-N-A-U-D-O. Um, same exact username on Instagram, Coach Renato on Instagram. Uh, more than happy to you know, help anyone point anyone in the right direction you know I'm, I'm just you know trying to share my knowledge of the game um, you know with anyone so it could be something as you know small as like football IQ stuff or whatever um, I don't have any secrets you know I'm here to help anyone hold on before I let you go yeah. there's something coming up there's a game coming up and we're let's uh, we do want to call it the the senior bowl between Maryland and Pennsylvania <laughs> or what, what's going on Memorial Day weekend coach yeah so um, my Memorial Day weekend this year is going to be a little bit different than Memorial Day weekends in years past um I'm honored to have been selected to coach in the Big 33 game, which is a senior showcase game between um, Maryland and Pennsylvania, which is really, really neat. It's played up in Harrisburg on Memorial Day, sponsored by Under Armour and the United States Marine Corps. And there's a great level of philanthropy behind the game. And it's the showcase of the best of the best in our state versus the best of the best in their state. And it's, it's really cool that I was identified to help you know, coach on this thing and work with some great colleagues of mine throughout the industry. And practices have started. You guys are well underway, and uh, you're going to bring home a trophy, right? That's the expectation, absolutely. Nice. That's the standard. I expect to win every single game I coach in. Coach, I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Fans, if you love high school sports, you will love VarsitySportsNetwork.com, the area's premier source of high school sports coverage. VSN specializes in daily game coverage, feature articles on local teams and athletes, video highlights and interviews, and the area's most comprehensive presentation of schedules, scores, and standings. Boys and girls sports, big schools and small, everyone is important on Varsity Sports Network. Check it out now at varsitysportsnetwork.com. That's varsitysportsnetwork.com. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review.
and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.